listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Natural disasters, all these emotional rappers. Master of my own fate and I own my own masters. Don't let the smooth taste fool you when I bust, I school you. They throw rocks and hide behind the computer. It's yellow tape and white chalk when I'm on the beat. Yeah, you rich, but your talk is cheap. Never see me walk a sheep. I'm so famous, can't even cough in peace. Y'all, t- my, y'all, the ego is my teeth. I was waiting for Auntie Parkin, uh, Pumpkin. Who wrote Parkin release? Parking release? Really? <laughs> like a car? For Auntie Pumpkin release. You niggas crying over spilled milk. Probably never seen your friend killed. Probably never seen your dad die. Or played dodgeball with fed time. I done some things I ain't proud of. Light sold my mom drugs. The devil put some toxin in me. The demons trying to have an auction in me. They want to sell my soul. Going once, going twice, never sold. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host Rod and, and we're live on a Sunday afternoon. Ready to give you guys some podcasts. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, Search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews if they're nice we read them on the air we appreciate it doesn't matter where on the globe you are we would love to hear from your five star reviews we would and we do read them okay all of them india sweden switzerland africa anywhere in africa like nah said the city of africa in belly we will read it okay the whole city okay i'll be seeing how we be trending in nigeria and stuff okay we big over 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 across the pond okay so please leave us five star reviews we will read them as long as they nice uh the official weapon of the show is the an unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by a sexy sponsor that wants to help you spice things up in your bedroom because your bedroom is looking mad unseasoned right now <laughs> okay it's summertime time for summer fling come on and they're trying to help you out okay adam and eve is looking at you disgusted because you are just getting cobwebs on your genitals all throughout the uh all throughout the summer and this ain't the summer you promised you promised a hot girl summer come on been listening to megan the stallion all this time and you ain't doing nothing no you don't promise yourself you're gonna be the best hoe you can be this summer live up to them expectations (laughs) so they trying to help you get some free stuff so you can spice it on up first of all pick any item on this website i haven't found an item it doesn't work on but just pick just about any item and put it in code tbgwt at checkout you get half off of that item that right there should be enough 50 percent discount you don't see that anywhere but on top of that they want to give you 10 tantalizing free gifts they got a sexy item for him a special gift for her and a third item you'll both enjoy and i say mix and match don't never let nobody tell you what to do okay it's your bedroom and they give you six free spicy movies plus free shipping that is 10 free things i mean why would you not do this yet um i'm gonna do it as soon as we get off the air uh that's code tbgwt offer code tbgwt at checkout adamandeve.com go ahead and do it hook yourself up with 10 free gifts okay john b won't knew what was up sing me out white bay Girls talk about what your friends told you and 
I'm a selfish man. Want my cake and eat it too. Maybe it's my. Mm, 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 mm. Whatever happened to him? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know he probably been invited to so many black cookouts. You know he was. That's probably that's probably off the chain. John B be showing up. Um, probably probably come with a with a woman already. Mm-hmm. That's who invited him. So y'all can't put that one on me. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, let's get into uh the news. there is something i want to ask you there's something that i want to know into this question you have the answer so tell me what I want to know. Do you want a funk? Do you want a funk? Won't you tell me now? Won't you tell me now? If you want a funk, let me show you how. Do you want a funk with me? Do you want a funk with me? hey it's time for lgbtq news for our segment on what is happening with all our peoples on the spectrum of sexuality and of course that means lots of bad news because as always much like fucking with black people uh somebody's always fucking with gay people in the bad way not not the consensual nice way um hopefully we find some good news though i think i got some in here yay um matter of fact i I got a few good news articles oh let's do it Mm-hmm. i'll start with the bad so we can you know that way we can you know kind of balance it out okay um as, as as always uh a black transgender woman was found dead another trans woman of color uh dead this time it's like a quote-unquote mystery because she was found dead in rikers island jail and of course uh the lgbtq community is rallying for justice mm-hmm. always funny how it's just that community is rallying for justice not everybody joining in the community because she she's also black but anyway 27 year old Layleen polanco also known as Layleen extravaganza was found dead in her jail cell on rikers island last week and now her family as well as the lgbtq community playing the rally demanding justice in her name polanco was arrested in april for allegedly assaulting a cab driver in harlem and having a controlled substance she was jailed in new york city's riker island jail for almost two months presumably because she was unable to post bail which um continues to go on we really Mm -hmm. have to end pay bail yeah that's something that people have been working on to end that because if you can't afford it that means you just locked up indefinitely yeah and pay and and like i understand bail for people that are 
dangerous to society it's deemed to be you know like their crime is so harrowing but but some of the shit is just like you don't have two hundred dollars so you just got to be here forever uh polanco was reportedly being kept in a housing unit meant to reduce violence against trans and gender non-conforming people who found was she was found unresponsive in her cell at the rose m singer women's facility friday afternoon according to the root medical professionals attempted to revive her for about an hour before she was pronounced dead so i guess the good news is that they were supposedly putting her in the in a place designated for protecting trans people because how often do we read this and it's like yeah they just put her in the cell for men and was like good luck uh the department the department of corrections commissioner cynthia brand has promised a full investigation with the new york medical examiner uh while the new york medical examiner continues to work on determining polanco's case of death rally organizers said in a statement the tragic loss of yet another member of the trans community comes just days after the start of pride season there is no pride to be had while trans folks continue to face an epidemic of fatal violence at brooklyn pride black trans media wrote all 10 of the recent victims names on the banner the statement continued we demand a full investigation to the death of Laylene polanco extravaganza and transparency with the community Laylene's sister melania g uh cubalete um has established a gofundme fundraiser to pay for polanco's funeral costs and has raised more than twelve thousand dollars exceeding the initial goal of nine thousand so yeah um and this reminds me of sandra bland you know where um a woman goes into custody and then all of a sudden they're just dead and nobody knows nothing no, no, nothing that happened nobody knows nothing and we're talking about jail where um you know jail they have a lot of shit monitored they have all these cameras they know when people go in and out of cells like how can y'all not know anything you know they look like what well, it's a we shot it's a mystery to us too right like that's that's the part that always kind of gets me is like well y'all should know because that's the surveillance state the most surveillance state you know yeah and they were in your custody um and as we said there were 10 uh black trans women that have been murdered this year we did not talk about a woman who was murdered in our state of north carolina in lumberton north carolina mm. um uh it was Chan- uh, chanel skurlock uh 23 she has suffered fatal gunshot wounds uh she was found her body was found in a field in lumberton north carolina shortly after midnight um it was literally like i i don't know where in lumberton but knowing lumberton y'all it was literally in the middle of nowhere because yeah because lumberton what, y'all is like literally uh what's even out there furniture mm-hmm. like meals that, i think that's about it um reports by local media of course misgendered and dead named her and her mother said skurlock was a gay man so you got all that shit going on with the family and the media uh which you know like i said we'll never really know for sure just how many trans people die in situations like this because you know you're depending on the community to come forward and be like no 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 no, that's not what happened because the the people the paper would be like yeah he died and they'll say his name uh the dead name and be like so nothing to see here uh meanwhile it could be hate crime it could be uh something dealing with sex work it could be it could be a lot of stuff and it's like nah fuck that uh we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna uh ignore all of that because um it's inconvenient 
but trans activist monica roberts and friends posted on facebook identify her identify her as a trans woman skirlock lived in lumber bridge about 20 miles from lumberton in the southern part of the state she's a ninth trans american known to have been murdered this year all of them are black women all of them a photo showing skirlock in feminine clothing was taken down recently from an unknown person's facebook page and she was uh and she was going to meet tuesday night with the person who deleted it raleigh tv station wral reports friends feared she was going into a dangerous situation according to the station see who knows man and also like it's already dangerous when you're thinking about just like traditionally just a any woman going on just like dates and stuff you like how many women have like i call my friends i give someone my location i let them know the tag right like so then you have that then okay imagine that but black trans women of color are among one of the most like highly um assaulted and murdered groups in america so then imagine dating as a trans woman and then to top all that shit off normally when this stuff comes up and we're like yo somebody killed this woman the first thing we run into is obviously that's what they do they try to trick people and instead of being like one you don't know who's crazy so you might want to keep all that shit close to the vest until you're absolutely sure this motherfucker ain't crazy um but then two um many cases we're letting people off the hook who absolutely knew they absolutely knew it's not it's not it's, it wasn't like oh i'm uh, oh i can't believe i got food it's other people found out and then they laughed right out. right um so yeah how is that person not the number one suspect anyway um uh friends fish is going to a dangerous situation robeson county sheriff's deputy found skirlock's body when responded to a report of gunfire her car was missing but she was but was recovered later in the day sheriff bernice wilkins told the local paper the robinsonian that his detectives have great leads in the case they are working diligently to find some bring closure to a grieving family he said um yeah so we'll see because i mean how do you trust the same police that's like this man was to to then investigate and and figure out who did what you know it's i don't know it's very difficult for me to believe that to take that seriously um so i don't uh they I, and they have arrested a man in the in that shooting death so maybe there will be some some justice javaris hammonds is the man who's been arrested guess the race uh and he is accused of robbing skirlock shooting her multiple times and then stealing her car so yeah and i i watch you gotta watch that closely because i i wonder if someone will then turn around and say hey um if he his lawyer will say the use the trans panic defense yeah some states will start to ban that where they go you can't right. use that bullshit no more right oh yeah i i, I mean you robbed somebody you took their car um you arrange to meet them and then you go yeah it's just trans panic uh defense i just had no idea so i had to kill i had to kill a person um all right let's try to do some brighter news you know uh police chief brings new pride flag to gay couple after theirs was burned i guess that's right news wonderful yeah i guess that's good news i mean obviously that's more than somebody did right the hate crime is uh pretty terrible to start this story so a gay couple in burlington vermont 
were victims of a hate crime on june 1st when someone lit their rainbow flag on fire as it hung from a banister on their porch just days later burlington police chief uh john murad visited the couple christopher vaccaro and jimmy searle at their home and he was bearing gifts murad brought them a new pride flag to replace the one that had been burned and inside was a note addressing the history of anti-lgbtq violence by police including at stonewall inn in 1969 that was a really touching thing Vicaro told uh the burlington free press actually we both started to get a little teary-eyed Vicaro and sarah were away when the incident took place on a trip to montreal the police still investigated oh that mean it was somebody to know though mm-hmm. yeah and then they knew they weren't there mm-hmm. they, basically they tried to burn the house down basically could have yep there's a lot more to just burn the flag down they could have killed people this isn't something to be taken lightly it's just frightening that someone thought that was okay that it was an acceptable risk due to their hatred there's no question that national nationally cities towns and states are receiving more reports and are connecting more investigations of reported hate crimes said julio thompson assistant to the vermont attorney general thompson said that increase included vermont yeah hate crimes of course risen under trump uh 17 percent in 2017 and while more police stations began reporting hate crimes that year it was not enough to explain the sizable increase oh, i can think of something that explains it um so yeah identity related crimes have a ripple effect said skylar wolf director of safe space anti-violence program at the vermont pride center who commended the police department's action in this case yeah here's something i would throw out identity related crimes have a ripple effect right identity related crimes and now think about which politicians that claim to be democrats want you to vote for them and then go i'm tired of identity politics that's enough of that identity related crimes have a ripple effect and then you got motherfuckers that claim to be allies and all this shit telling you can you stop with the identity politics can you stop talking about well well no this is affecting me i don't know if you've noticed but it's it's kind of like my fucking life on the line here and you're going uh why are we quibbling over identity politics fuck out of my face right and that's one thing that's very frustrating to me you know it's about 45 fucking people running for the democratic party but the ones that are at the forefront i'm looking at a lot of them going okay i hear you and i'm actually listening to what you got to say because my vote matters and my vote counts but some of y'all don't give a fuck about niggers like y'all don't y'all, y'all y'all don't care about black people y'all don't really care about anybody outside of white men or white people in general and i can tell exactly from the language that you use because on alone most of them some did but most of them did not learn from hillary clinton and they're literally running away from the base and it's literally going to take it back to where it was oh we know we got the black vote like literally that's the way they're responding uh, we know we got the black vote, so we're not even going to waste our time uh, catering to them. We're not even going to waste our time talking to them directly or addressing the issues. And it's frustrating and it's uh, insulting to the black people because we're not stupid and we're not dumb. And then when we challenge you and we bring these things up, you want to act like we're crazy and you'll say shit like identity politics don't matter or you want to pivot to the economy. Well, guess what? We're a part of the fucking economy too. Our money rolls this economy just like everybody else's money moves this economy too. And identity politics is the economy. Right. For us. Because you're talking about um, employment. You're talking about taxation right you're talking about medical care 
like it is it's the economy it is our economy stupid you know what i mean like as i said it's the economy stupid it is our economy um india moore who you guys may know from pose she played uh they played sorry not that she they played um angel on pose um and they have made history as the first trans person to cover l uh in the u.s wonderful Um, yeah that's uh that's one of those things that's interesting because you're talking about the fashion industry which you know um trans people um ball culture gay people you know fashion is very quote-unquote gay you know and that really shows you that big difference between the l the b the g the t you know where it's like we're gonna put the t way over here because mm-hmm. i know there's had to be gay people on the cover of l before of course you know i know so like it's it's definitely like oh okay i guess we'll finally give you your dude now that y'all are blowing up in uh <laughs> on tv and, almost like we can't ignore you no more right you're getting all these awards at award shows and all that stuff of course they look beautiful on the cover um uh i did not know that uh india went by they them um either until i read this article okay um so um which just just shows like the way we're conditioned you know i was i'm just like she 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 and then boom you you like go to someone's twitter profile or something and it's like oh i've been saying this wrong the whole time okay um well india moore has cemented the major moment they're having right now as the june cover of l magazine having appeared as the face of louis vuitton and as well as calvin klein the pole star is now the first trans person to appear on the cover of american version of l uh thank you for having me as your first experience covering the trans person more wrote to l in a tweet i know i will not be the last so excited to see l leverage their platform to help other talent uh of trans experience find uh a visibility the safe space and the safe space to be acknowledged and vulnerable in this powerful way so does this mean international versions of l have had i don't know i don't because know if they, they have or they haven't okay, i don't know because they keep saying american so I'm well like, it's l in the u.s it's the l u.s magazine okay. so i don't know if there's a you know maybe other countries have different ones and i have no idea what those countries are doing yet. no problem um uh trans women like valentina sapio sapio uh wait sampaio and leah t have all covered international versions of the publication in the past so okay there you go so there have been trans women in the international versions before in the accompanying feature writer jada yawn explains that india is non-binary and utilizes they them pronouns they allow the usage of she more for the comfort of others who assume their pronouns due to how society discusses trans identity but in the accompanying feature more goes on to reveal a lot more about becoming the person they are today okay so that makes sense and i can understand how that happens you know i think that's one of the things i think is interesting about the whole pronouns thing is like um you try to like i think if you're a good well-meaning person you should try to use people's pronouns and what makes them comfortable because it doesn't do anything to harm or hurt you Mm -mm. you know and and everybody's trying and i think what happens is a lot of well-meaning people are scared right because you know the wokes make it seem like oh lord if you fuck up and call somebody the wrong pronoun we're gonna burn you to the stakes a lot of people just like well then i don't even want to attempt to do because i am gonna fuck up like fucking up is part of the learning process and learning curve and a lot of people the truth be told he she pronouns most the average person 
has been brought up with that like that's how most people are brought up male and female mm-hmm. and so you're literally telling people something that's kind of ingrained in them to break that cycle which is fine people will break that cycle but it's going to take a while for some people to get used to it so while give them that learning curve and that's the thing people don't allow that that curve particularly if they're not being mean and nasty and and lashing out and and, and showing their ass about it they're actually doing it loving and kind and being kind about it they're actually having to reprogram their brain to to actually do this and so once until they get accustomed to it it's going to be a process and even i fuck up and it's not on purpose yeah well what i was going to add is i don't even think it's about like there's going to be a huge call out if you mess up like i don't think that's what it is um people may feel irrationally fearful of that but that's not what i've seen when someone messes up it's like as much as the internet likes to say these things and it's not true like intent doesn't matter it does matter Mm -hmm. people it's something i really wish people had like a lot of scammy ass people really use that because that takes nuance out of every discussion and if you don't have nuance then you can like hustle your wedge your like your little angle in but the truth is intent matters i as a black person intent matters when something racial happens if you meant for the shit to be racist there's a different way i feel about it than if you didn't mean now some people will go it don't matter to me fuck those people because it's not really true like there should this is the same reason like court of law has intent to murder versus you know like murder with intent versus like uh manslaughter or something it's a big fucking difference Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not egregious it doesn't mean it's not offensive or any of that shit but it still is a difference and so i think what happens to what what a lot of the pronoun stuff is it's not like trans people who are out here being like fuck y'all i'm gonna attack you because you fucked up like i don't think that's what it is i think it's more like woke people mm-hmm. who who recently kind of got hip to certain shit stuff they didn't know stuff they just learned themselves right and then turning around and flipping on the next person in a very mean condescending way as if they didn't need to be educated as if they got it the first time you know as if they as if they had no questions and all this stuff and also we're also learning the internalized thought processes of people who are marginalized correct the trans identity is a marginalized identity so we're now seeing people via their social media accounts tell us what they're thinking internally how we make them feel when we do things so while you may have your occasional like oh i meant to say they and i accidentally said she and i you know that's my bad that's that's not i don't think that is the 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 big thing that is like pissing people off i think it's the people that are like intentionally being like i'm not calling you that right i think it's those people i think it's the people who um you know purposely ask sort of intrusive questions and whatnot you know as a just a general blanket rule it did if it doesn't cost me anything to just like to accommodate a person i'm gonna accommodate them whether i completely can understand or not because mm-hmm. i because expecting someone to completely it's like how certain black people will be like i don't know no white person can go to the cookout or you you let white people go to the cookout for doing blank it's not a cookout happening but the point they're making is <laughs> the point they're making is like wow the bar is so low for white people then y'all just let them do but then i turn around and ask them a the question so what could a white person do to go to the cookout right nothing absolutely it's, nothing it's nothing really oh, right that's right. what they're saying they don't want to say it but they've raised the bar to i just don't want white people at the cookout quote unquote there's no acceptable 
version of white person and i'm like the reason that's gonna make you feel that way is because there's no way a white person can totally experience blackness Mm -mm. so they don't fucking know what blackness is like they could be cool they could be sympathetic they could be empathetic they could be allied they could be a lot of things right but they'll never be black and they'll never know what it feels like to be black Mm-mm. and it's that type of mentality that i think um certain people have but yeah i i, I don't think that uh anyway it just it, it hit on something that she, that they said was where they were like i can also uh, accommodate she pronouns like i get that the world is this way and that's the thing i often tell people is like while we're so strong out on these rules and all this shit some of this shit is about intent are you treating me with kindness right are you, are you, with you know love. like are, are you including me are you listening to me are you valuing my opinion the shit on the internet is like black and white like but 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 so few, so little of life is that black and white so much of life is like i can either feel that you with me or you not with me and that's something that just doesn't you just can't put in a tweet Mm-mm. uh anyway um so uh yeah the story of many trans or queer people of color can be tragic tales that involve violence poverty and sometimes exploitation moore's tale includes it all the f- in the feature they detail how signs of femininity as a child prompted discipline from their jehovah witnesses latinx parents as they had been assigned male at birth that discipline became so bad that moore was relocated to a foster system uh, a lot of times when parents over discipline their children especially when they're queer their attention isn't to hurt them more said they think they're saving their child from harm but they don't realize that they're causing the harm that they're doing what they're doing to their kids exactly what they're afraid the world will do, uh, doing to them yep and especially as black people totally understand because mm-hmm. that's why a lot of black people hit their kids because if i don't do it somebody else gonna police gonna do it shit like that totally understand and you're right it fucks us up in the crib like we in the house we're supposed to be safe getting fucked up by the people that were supposed to love us under the auspices of it's gonna save you from being fucked up by somebody else you know but i mean look at all the people now that you know it hasn't stopped jails are still full of black and brown people that will definitely whoop their home Uh, come on it didn't it didn't save any of them um entering the foster system sent more in and out of group homes as well as foster homes they also began attending the bronx university pride center when they met dominique jackson where they met dominique jackson the co-star on pose the first trans woman more had ever seen after later being placed in a foster home with a guardian who was a trans woman more started a regimen of hormones which they say improved their mood and relationship with their body but when the guardian decided to stop supplying the hormones more went elsewhere finding themselves in sex trafficking ring at 16 yeah the um there was something else to this too i just thought of and i can't remember um yeah oh i know what i was gonna say the other thing too that i think we don't address is that like people's genders identity gender identities much like straight people in a certain way it it changes over time so you have realizations and epiphanies and you learn over time like maybe you did think uh at one point i'm just a gay man and then you start seeing there's more options there's different things you feel about your body and you hear other people's experiences and you're like well actually i relate to this too like this isn't my body like this like i was somehow born in a in a different body or maybe this is my body and i embrace it and that's why i say they instead of uh she or he like there's a like all this shit could change 10 years from now you could really be like i felt this way back in 2019 but 2029 i feel differently you know so anyway i just think people don't address that stuff um uh 
yeah they told me i needed to do it continuously so i could afford hormones i didn't understand what sex trafficking was at the time the language i knew that was was that they were basically my pimps i was just a kid the experience subjected her to not only rape but other types of physical violence but as we know it wasn't the end of more story they used social platforms like instagram to share photos of themselves enjoying the house of extravaganza in the early 2000s those experiences got her cast in an independent film saturday church which led to her casting in pose in addition to signing to the modeling agency img and now the multiple hyphenate is experiencing a different style of living altogether so man i did not know that went through all that Mm -mm. um although that's still a very common um thing to hear so Mm -hmm. and and they actually got out a lot of people do not get out of those situations and i'm telling you somebody wants in and it's rachel dolezal rachel dolezal said um she uh is bisexual she announced it on twitter just wanted to take a moment to recognize pride month i'm in absolutely no rush to explore a new relationship but it still matters to stay visible my first kiss was with a girl when i was 18 i am bisexual just because i have been married briefly to a man or have had children by male partners does not mean i'm not bi just because i'm bi doesn't mean i'm confused just because i'm bi doesn't mean i'm almost gay so don't ignore or delegitimize the b in lgbtqi it's a real identity we are here and no one's opinion is going to make me gay or straight or not bi those are at well good for her you know what i can't uh i can't even imagine but my guess is all the bi people just rolled their eyes like come on man not you not you like anybody can join but but right it's not that we don't it's it's just that you you're known as a big ass liar it's just we could all use a little less of like you like we already got a struggle on our hands with people trying to erase us and say we don't exist and we just gay and pretending not we're straight and we're just playing around i'm gonna need you miss black awareness to move the fuck on i'm gonna need you to just keep it keep yours to yourself like everybody um, you go back into the closet almost like kevin spacey they was like now now is right decide you no 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 right it's like when a horrible person wants to join up it's like damn it is pride month and awareness and all that stuff but you you just gonna get a slander can you just like can you announce your shit in like october right so i don't know she just i can just see her showing up to the pride parade and everybody being like oh come on man here come rachel y'all here come rachel uh but yeah i also saw people that were like they don't like rachel dolezal so then and this is what you have to be very careful of it happens all the time um they don't like rachel dolezal so of course their first instinct is to want to say something against her but you got to be careful that you're not saying something that then applies to bi people in general like right she lying or she kissed a girl and claimed to be bisexual this was you never even been in a relationship with a woman uh you not bisexual and all the shit that people say to bisexual people all the time as a means to either erase or to belittle them and so you got to find a way to say i think rachel dolo's out is a person who's just consistently full of shit and i wouldn't believe her if she said my house is on fire um then to be like 
buy this this is an example of what's wrong with buy people or whatever so it's a fine line but you got to be careful with that shit so agreed all right um let's see new york state bans gay panic defense that's good yes that is gay panic trans panic these defenses have been trotted out accountable you killed somebody the end right these things have been trotted out in courtrooms and actually led to like extremely reduced sentences for stuff like murder you know it's like oh i I didn't know he was gay and uh, i just couldn't fucking help myself and uh i appreciate the um i appreciate them passing that law so right you know how many people find out and be like oh okay this is not what i want and it was like i i i don't got to kill you i can walk away like you literally can just move on or be like you know what i'll you know what this this was not what i was looking for or this isn't the type of relationship i desire and move on people act like leaving is never an option yep i have to kill you i can't just walk away and last story mastercard will allow transgender people to use their chosen name wonderful and if mastercard can do it then so can a driver's license so i mean come on credit cards got way more stricter uh (laughs) uh uh, qualifications than other places credit card company like yep you put like this credit card company like you gonna get in this debt i don't care what name you use right and plus um it's actually causing you more problems if you have a chosen name and you're and what people always forget about trans folks uh in a lot of cases is that you're talking about people that are undergoing um gender reassignment surgery sometimes Mm -hmm. you're talking about people that are taking hormones a lot of times Mm -hmm. you're talking about people that are having like breast uh augmentation and stuff so we're talking about people who's you know their hair their 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 makeup all this stuff people uh or beards or haircuts whatever people optically see them as a as a certain gender many times and they're already walking the world is this way so i see you i go what's up bruh or what's up sis or whatever already so then when i go to the checkout at the restaurant or the hotel or whatever and i hand them an id that is some some the name that is traditionally associated with someone of the opposite gender mm-hmm. you actually just made things more harder for me you know like it's actually more it's harder for me to then turn around and be like okay well look this is my dead name i'm trans like i now you either you possibly outed me all these different things as opposed to just you know um be, you know being able to coordinate your whole life together you know with an id um like a driver's license or something like that um you know people can uh, get their social security cards changed things of this nature like get your name changed officially which all costs money mm-hmm. so yeah uh that's dope a mastercard to just it's just another step to help people like feel complete you know um and it's funny they didn't do it with like a rainbow colored card this week this mm-hmm. month or you know what i'm like like it was not like a gimmick it was just like okay this is this is what we're doing and it'll actually it'll actually help people's lives and they don't have to do anything extra to do it yeah because a lot of times like whenever you uh are using like apps and and things that actually well what is the name on your credit card like it specifically actually like to spell out what is that name so that name matters more than people think mm-hmm all right let's get into other news um end on some positive notes right i told y'all i could do it yeah uh not really lgbtq news but jesse smollett is still in the hot seat apparently i thought this was over right this story will not go away a special prosecutor could take action against jesse smollett for alleged fake attack 
so apparently uh chicago uh, chicago judge requested the appointment of a special prosecutor mm-hmm. the special prosecutor will review the handling of the case and its eventual dismissal in documents obtained by the publication tmz the judge in question noted that the special prosecutor may take action in the form <clears throat> action in the form of further prosecution if the re- reasonable grounds are determined to exist they just determined that they're not gonna let this go let let the, let it go take that l and so now you're wasting taxpayers money even the more for you to drum up some fucking charges them to go up and there it'll say no again yep um it's that bullshit it's so wild too because right. i i don't understand why they want to get this nigga so right. bad this nigga and i'm not a i'm not i know there's a lot of people that they they think the right thing to do is to be like super skeptical and be completely on his side and 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 i i'm sorry i'm not a fool i absolutely do think that he staged some type of weird ass hoax i don't know why he did it right it's all kind of ridiculous to me i don't think he's the victim of some huge conspiracy or setup i also think this shit was not a big deal and that should be the end of it the end i understand black certain woke type of black people that might be mad at him for like the fact that you faked a crime that you know a lot of people really you know struggle like that's a real problem for a lot of people i get right that. agreed totally understand i'm not gonna fight you about it but i personally don't feel so convicted about it i just wish it would go away correct if he was white would you haggle and reopen and research no leave that man alone yeah i think we covered on here today i don't know if we cover here i'll listen to another podcast but they have a suspected serial killer in chicago i think we did Ooh. cover it where they it's like all these black and brown women that have been killed sex workers and stuff over like a long period of time by the way and they've been found like very similarly like dead like choked or sexually assaulted all kinds of stuff why don't y'all hire a special prosecutor and go after that motherfucker find that dude like i don't i don't understand the the reasoning for for like this guy gotta go down like what the fuck do y'all think y'all gonna get right what are you gonna prove other than make people mad all over again like how much time is he supposed to get like i just don't get it he's not it's not it's not oj simpson he didn't murder anybody he, he got himself beat up honestly that's one of those times where like if my when i was a kid my parents and i did something stupid and i end up getting fucked up myself my parents would let me go sometimes it's like you ain't getting in no trouble because you fucked yourself up stupid you know i told you not to go outside and you got stunned by a wasp that's your ass like go now go lay down you know like that like this is one of those go lay down can they just tell go lay down that's all the punishment should have been for jesse like okay jesse you cost you cost us a lot of time we, media yeah, attention and effort yeah we you will go lay down. feed you or fe- like got fees out of you yeah you clearly got yourself beat up now go lay down uh rihanna shows up three hours late to new york city fenty pop-up i don't have much to say other than if that was lauren hill y'all would be all over her so why don't y'all keep that same energy okay oh it's different when rihanna does it huh oh okay so rihanna could get her chakras in line because she y'all fave man y'all sicking me disgusting um in today's edition of who got who died after they went to the dominican republic <laughs> right segment uh a woman called susan simone no 
i think simone no uh she died on tuesday in new orleans after being rushed to a hospital with fluid on her lungs it was a week after returning home from her honeymoon in the dominican republic holy shit uh her new husband is now a widower keith williams said he didn't know about the eight americans who died mysteriously of illnesses in the dr over the past year i would have never went if i would have known he said man can't imagine you go from getting married and celebrating your honeymoon to being a widower in just a week after coming back home right um so yeah another person died and uh, i don't understand what's happening Mm-mm. and they, and they like nothing to see here bitch people are dying there is something to see there what is happening over there uh cardi b reportedly is indicted on 14 charges in connection with new york strip club incident oh uh yeah um now what's interesting is they had a plea deal where she would face no jail time mm-hmm and i think she would have did some community service possibly mm-hmm. but she rejected it so then that's when they said we're gonna throw the book at you uh which which happens all the time with prosecutors the 14 charges include misdemeanor reckless endangerment criminal solicitation conspiracy harassment and assault as well as two counts of felony attempted assault with intent to cause serious physical injury um i wonder if um i don't know man it's, i don't know i wonder what, what what i wonder how she's gonna fight this and not go to jail because like you know it's like this is pretty serious like they don't sound like they're gonna have a whole trial and everything i hope she's okay i hope she didn't go to jail uh the the report uh i mean the incident revolves around two women who claim to have sustained injuries during a fight they allege began because of a request from cardi thursday night cardi was honored with the songwriter of the year award at the ascap rhythm and soul music awards in beverly hills yeah first woman rapper to ever win that award by the way Mm. uh with everyone saying i'm not this or that sometimes i gotta see it and feel it for myself because it's hard cardi said when accepting the award everybody always wants to say i made it because of this or made it because of that i made it because i worked my ass off earlier this month cardi rightfully fired back at a goober who tried to question her songwriting skills telling her said person to eat it up bitch oh that's my girl um so yeah that's i hope she don't go to jail man right because you know it ain't a good track record with some of our women rappers in uh jail mm-hmm. like remy ma went to jail mm-hmm. um it was somebody else that went to jail too oh the, the brat like they be trying to throw these women in jail uh all right let's see oh you know i guess it's time to do fucking with black people let me play my fucking with black people music we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants is i mean everybody i mean isn't it kind of every always everybody guys mm-hmm. uh i think it is uh and it is a day that ends with a y so of course it would be everybody today um let me see who i was fucking with us oh man that's a lot today uh aisha curry criticizes blacks <laughs> who wrote this who wrote this title <laughs> what is blacks in bold 
capitalized the blacks as like donald trump says it they put it in italics Aja curry criticizes blacks for not accepting her as a child this is in rollingout.com they're a reputable source mm. interesting <laughs> blacks so she went on the view and Hi, got interviewed um and of course she had a discussion um about i think this may be where she also talked about sending steph curry nudes or something um i don't know yeah uh i'll play it for the chat beautiful yes. oh, what is so that? much oh my goodness beautiful so i just turned 30 and i actually spent like i clocked some hours tr- going through scent notes trying to figure out which perfume i wanted to smell like in my 30s mm-hmm. oh. so, like, it's, it's called last night by edward best oh. you nailed it so, beautiful <laughs> thank you so much well last week your husband steph curry who plays for the golden state warriors by the way my daughter plays basketball it's her favorite team oh. ever um but they lost to the well she first of all um i see how she's dressing now you know that's mm-hmm. good for her you know but she's always been very pretty i you know i think oh, that's yeah, why a lot of people pretty. are very like i don't know weirded out by her saying that she didn't feel pretty <laughs> but i always the thing about aisha curry that kind of vexes me not vexes me as in uh she vexes me i don't really she didn't really get on my nerves but um is that people say they want like openness and they have insecurities and they share and they you know and we see it on everybody's social media platforms and for me personally i feel like she shares about as much as everybody else except she's monetized it right you know i still don't feel like we know her because Mm -hmm. obviously you know she's a brand and she's it would be stupid for her to tell us every fucking thing she sells her information but um it's always kind of weird to me how much um when she does share some shit people are like come down on her so hard yeah because she's on for whatever reason people shit list and she like it's almost like kim k type of thing for mm. some people they like i don't care what she say fuck that bitch yeah there's a lot of like assumptions about who she is right and maybe she is the person that people think but i i don't know it's just I, it's weird to me that people feel so convicted that like she is this like really horrible person but anyway <laughs> everybody has their moments that's right that's right <laughs> you and steph have known each other since you were 14. That's we have so cute yeah. uh you've been married eight years mm-hmm. and when it comes mm-hmm. to marriage you say this is so sweet your mother has given you the best advice what is it yeah you know um going into this thing she said never lose yourself so always make sure that whatever it is you're doing if you're a stay-at-home mom if you're not what all right we need to get to the part about the blacks what is happening and here? it's it's kept me who i am and you know I want my husband to always see the same woman, if not better, that he first laid his eyes on when he married. So I don't want to lose myself inside of the children and the marriage. So I always try and keep um, a passion for myself. Good. It's good. Your mom is Jamaican. Very controversial statements right there. You want to keep a passion for yourself. Don't want to lose yourself inside the matri- inside of marriage, <laughs> and just become. She mom. said something, right? It's a problem. Clearly, uh this means we all must pull our dicks out and uh start harassing her mm-hmm. she is your dad is black <clears throat> and polish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so forget being there biracial yeah. you're not there biracial you're like ruple race. yeah i guess so and you'll say it makes it a little she almost said quadroon a little hard sometimes <laughs> so to know I, where do you fit in so actually growing up in toronto i always i i i I was black i'm a black woman um i moved to the south to north carolina um right at the start of high school so at 14 yeah um and there it was like you're you're um 
like where who do you choose but I've always like loved every part of me and there it was yeah. like not like you you're gonna go here you're gonna go here but then it seemed like my own community didn't want to like wrap their arms around me and embrace me um and so that kind of hurt but you know I just want my community to like embrace all shades because we come in so many different shades melanin is not one thing it comes right. in so many different shades and so melanin I just encourage people to melanin yeah. melanin great protects thing. you I love yeah. my yeah. melanin yeah. yes <laughs> well you have three kids all right so I think that was one of the statements that what she said the blacks uh that, that's all she said yes and people losing their motherfucking minds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's dumb um like i said and i don't know anything i'm just going based off her topic i know she's on some people's shit list so i i don't have a problem with her um but people try to dismiss people's experiences like they're not fucking real she came from another country <laughs> and she came down here and niggas act like sometimes they don't have problems like colorism ain't real like they don't push people out that are different and they don't know them like that like that like that shit is a real experience for a lot of people even people born and raised in america so you know if y'all if this if she didn't add anything or say anything i was like y'all niggas ain't shit i do not understand it's like she was pointing out a statement and a fact that actually has happened i've spoke to grown ass women who have dealt with this so i don't really see what the problem is unless niggas just don't like to be caught out on bullshit that we do in our community that's real and that's affecting people like her experience was was it's supposed to be dismissed for the fact that you don't like her not the fact that she was stating fact but for the fact that i don't like you so anything you say i'm going to scrutinize it and find a problem with it there are black people here like i said in this country particularly light-skinned people they have uh their own issues different from people that are dark-skinned and people don't want to talk about the differences yes we should embrace everybody we should look at everybody as black as equal and most of us do most of us do but a lot of us don't even if you don't y'all got cousins relatives aunts and uncles that y'all heard talk all crazy about light-skinned people and shit like that and try to dismiss them like they not real blacks and shit like that like that like like i'm just basically going based off of what she said unless she said something fucked up that i don't know of this is ridiculous yeah um I think we talked about it yesterday a little bit. I think black people's biggest insecurity is a fear of rejection, right? Um, especially from within. Um, anytime somebody starts acting a little different, being a little like dismissive, or if they make a big ass change, like say Kanye West, it does hit something inside of us that is so used to being like shunned, vilified, judged, blamed unfairly that our first response is one of like anger and lashing out Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of like a chicken or the egg thing when it comes to people like aisha curry or um amber rose or somebody like that because we don't really a lot for the fact that they're figuring it out right it's always like i knew i was black well yeah i knew i was black there was no other option for me no there was no other influence in my life that made me go well maybe i'm kind of something different like it would have been just complete self-denial right um a lot of these biracial people are born in households where you know you have white people black people that aren't black that you love who are providing you substance sustenance and all that shit and 
you might feel conflicted in claiming blackness as your only identity as somehow ensconching or shunning the other parts of your identity that make it up people like to treat it as a very simple calculus right but in this way there is a sort of privilege to my brownness to my type of blackness like in this way i was never conflicted or confused and there Mm -hmm. never would be a chance for that to happen you know um so there's so to a certain extent i can see how there's already a rift from the idea of when do i claim you know like am i saying am i saying that i am only black and to be viewed as only black am i then saying that my mom or my dad or my you know my grandma or whatever am i now rejecting them or not i get why people may feel conflicted in that way right agreed the other thing is i think anti-blackness works both ways on this Mm -hmm. there are people that you know of privilege there's people that are light-skinned there's people that are biracial that come to our community and they do harbor some disdain Mm -hmm. which they picked up from other places they picked up from white people they picked up from you know proximity to whiteness there's a a, you know aisha curry talks about her community but at the same time you know she was in a town going to a private school where people had money that was like eight percent black in the city like she might not have really been surrounded by the black community like that anyway she wasn't she wasn't here in charlotte with that shit you know Mm -hmm. so it may or may not have been like a super black thing for her anyway you know especially dating steph who comes from money steph might not have been necessarily kicking in the blackest circles and shit it's no no offense to steph of course Mm -hmm. but um so the so it may you know there may be some conflicts within your own circle you may have picked up shit from white people you're special you're different you're that you know a lot of stuff that they that folks get they blame on black people for ostracizing you it's like we don't ostracize you we just ain't treating you special Mm-mm. and that may that may come off like ostracization because white people will treat you on some respectability shit like you're different than these other black people because they're trying to justify liking you right like i like this black person so therefore this black person must be different than other black people because i don't like other black people and then if you hear that enough sometimes you internalize it or sometimes you come to black folks and you go why aren't y'all celebrating me why aren't you you know and not to mention you know of course there's a lot of insecurity we harbor yes you know you see a black person biracial person that is of a certain class and privilege and a lot of times when they do make it to your social circle it's like i'm gonna assume you're the worst i'm just gonna assume the worst of you i'm not even gonna take time to get to know you i don't really give a fuck like you over there kicking with your white friends and shit like that like i've seen it we've all seen it yes i have seen it the thing i want to that that i've been saying for years on the show now is just kind of epiphany and i'm not backing down from it is i understand that there's some people that have been you know they're biracial and they're quote-unquote whack yes they are you know what i'm saying like they're so confused they're so fucking like they're they're so determined that they're the real victim of everything they're so hurt by things that happened when they were 13 14 years old by other 13 14 year olds and they determined that those things are emblematic of the entire black community they've decided that for themselves and there's nothing you're gonna ever be able to do to reach that person or Mm -hmm. to convince them that hey that those kids that may have made you feel that way or those feelings inside of you that made you feel that way because we're talking about formative years right okay nobody's more insecure and temperamental than fucking teenage kids whether they're bullying you or whether you're the one being bullied or whether it's just you on yourself 
saying this is all happening to me because i'm biracial this is all happening to me because i'm black this is all happening to me for whatever reason right these this is you know because we have the other kids that you know they're not biracial or light skin or anything but they go they say i talked white or something like that and they take that shit from the time they're 14 and now they're fucking 30 and they still hate black people you know so i all that shit to say i can empathize with the idea that it's not as simple as people are saying where she just like went on the air and was like black people ain't shit right white people the real truth right because you nothing know she said was anti-black it didn't make me feel that way right like and i, I said think, based off her statement yes i think the collaborative effort of black people to shout other black people like this down mm-hmm. and to invalidate their response their 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 uh what do you call it their experience right i think that's wrong headed i think it's i think it comes from a place of insecurity of our own Mm -hmm. i think it comes from us not wanting to hear that our community could have been more accepting or better in any way and it's like fuck you bitch before you reject me i'll reject you Mm -hmm. That's, Um, that's all that is that's how it feels to me maybe i'm wrong maybe i'll change my mind in years to come i don't know but i've been feeling this way for years now Mm -hmm. and the idea that no interracial person no i mean biracial person no light-skinned person no person um that you know one of those i talk white type people one of those people that's like i was into rock and roll and i felt like you know my own folks in my neighborhood was kind of down on me and shit i'm i'm tired of this idea that we gotta come together and shut them up like it's some big dark secret right that that if they say this thing then it could have only been one way because what one possibility that i will always allow for is they might just be telling the truth i mean i don't know i hope they're not because to me i'd rather you be too insecure and sensitive in yourself and have made this fiction up where it's like man black people was mean to me and it bothers me and da, da, da. i would rather you be that type of person than to say that our community just outright rejected you and mocked you and shit but the truth the truth of the matter is i don't know i don't know Aisha Curry Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with her I didn't go to school with her I don't know what her experiences were like maybe she came off whack maybe some people assumed some things by looking at her Mm -hmm. maybe she walked I mean shit Dale Curry's wife in that red table talk was like yo there were black people that thought I was not black you know that like I had to tell them like I'm black I'm one of the few black people where I'm from like kkk flags and shit and like confederate flags they fucking did that on our football field when i was a cheerleader like i'm black there isn't two ways about this shit but you don't really get to determine how other people feel about you and they see these women light skinned different colored eyes straight hair and it's like you ain't black unless you're gonna be like a super woke light-skinned militant person you don't get to count as black like unless you like kaepernick the fuck out yeah and truth be told some of them do that to actually prove their blackness to us but you don't you, you there's no reason for you to prove your blackness to us right i i mean i i as a black kid still remember like when one of my friends would express interest in like rock and roll i'd be like that's that white people shit mm-hmm. you know i did it so to yeah. then turn around as a grown-ass adult and be like none of these kids ever experienced these things <laughs> right it's ridiculous to me it's dumb because i know i did it and i don't need like people to be all super performative about like it went this way it went i don't fucking know how it went for her i hope that it didn't go as bad as it seems but maybe it was whack for her and maybe that's what it was and she's like yo i didn't feel accepted you know it could be the other way to everybody saying this oh she 
she just didn't feel comfortable because she was uncomfortable and it, it wasn't nothing to do with us maybe that's exactly what it is and that's what it is 100 percent of the time and it's never been any black person or biracial person in the history of the world that has ever had the black community be like we're gonna you know we're not accepting you know but i I doubt it you know the other part of this i would add what i and this is just all uh what you call it uh what's the word i'm looking for this is all just me like projecting or not projecting what you call it this is all me just guessing right i'm just guessing my guess is what is happening in this case in these cases almost all of them is not that our community is unaccepting of black people who are biracial light-skinned all this stuff is that we are such a different type of community from white people Mm -hmm. that if you grow up not around us it feels different jumping in some people take to it and they love it fish out of water fish the water right they just jump in they're like oh my god i'm home yes right some people can't take it it's a very conjecture that's the word yes it's a very it's a it's a very different type of culture our culture is gallows humor yes our our culture is jokes our culture like you like we say people like they used to call my family when i was a kid they used to say the cosby's mm-hmm. my family's not rich my dad's not a doctor my mom's not a lawyer but they would say the cosby's because we had a two-parent household and they and my dad stuck around and was an upstanding black man and raised his kids and all this type of shit and they would go y'all the cosby's right because it wasn't a lot some kids didn't have parents in my neighborhood dads in my neighborhood some some of my family members you know like they but but to me it was love because i'm like you making jokes with me because you love me right not because you don't love me or you want me out or you reject me and i never took it to heart you know my dad would tell us like talk proper like when we like when we talk to him like no it ain't it's not ain't and this and that say this that and other like he would he would break it down and make us talk properly but even with that i never know and like you know someone would be like man you talk white or whatever the fuck it would never bother me because i'm like i'm not white and i know i don't i talk like me that's it you know um so there's that type of internalized shit and i do think white people have a way of being accepting without being accepting Mm -hmm. they're they're politely when especially when you're family it's like a polite type of outcast and because we don't mirror that we're like a impolite inclusion and white people are very polite shunning yes so when a white family member is deciding that your blackness has made you less than to them they're not going to come out and call you the n-word or whatever or if they do love you but they hate black people they're not going to say i hate black people to your face they're not going to say that shit we as black people we talk that we will say man fuck them white people and you yo if you got issues about that and you didn't come up that way it's gonna bother you because white people might feel like fuck them black people but they never gonna say it around you. no they're not to me that means you're in you're in the fold when i say that because i don't really literally mean go out and f- just fuck every black white person i don't like any of them fuck. but but in black colloquial speak i mean that ain't shit the, uh hey man i psh, man the other day i was at work and uh they they tried to say i came in came into the office like man fuck them white people just don't worry about that shit man like you yeah you got there you got there didn't you you know like that's a black thing but if you didn't come up around that you're like 
wow black people really hate white people they i don't want to tell them that my mom's right this is gonna be this is gonna be, a <laughs> this gonna be awkward you know but if you but if you come up around us you're like oh no that's nothing it doesn't, that doesn't mean shit probably knew your ass had a white parent from the when they fucking looked at you you know um so anyway all that to say i feel like all those issues are in play we can't know her specific case i'm trying to get to a point where i where i think i might be at that point well, I'm just not bothered by her fucking experience or her opinion. Mm-mm. I'm just not bothered. I don't need to shout her down. That's where I want everybody to get. Right. Where every you can have a certain experience with black people, and maybe you are to this day a whack ass motherfucker, and maybe it really is all you, and it's always been you, and it's never been us. But also, maybe it wasn't that way, and maybe you really did get fucked with by some black people, and there was a for a. a, 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 a indelible time of your life and it got imprinted on you for the rest of your life and you're just gonna always be fucked up about it and maybe you're working through it maybe you've worked through it but you can't ever forget that that happened to you and you know what i'm sorry that happened to you and i'm moving on as long as you're not using it to be whack towards black people today right i'm just sorry it happened to you because you know you know who else feels like we need to shout people down whenever they say something that makes our group look bad men no no whenever women start talking about how men treat them or the experiences they've had with men when they were younger and stuff like that there are so many men who will then turn around and be like well i mean he probably was just he liked you he was being nice he was uh, you know it's like everything except this happened to you and it was fucked up right and maybe so i'm not the man who did it but i don't need to cape for the one who did either because i'm not the kind of black person that's gonna try to make you feel bad for being biracial but i have seen black people that do shit like that and you know what i'm sorry that happened they shouldn't do that shit agreed you know what i mean like that's fucked up to me we all in this shit together if you black the main thing in america is there's some white people that don't want you motherfucking around and unfortunately because of that rejection from white people a lot of us black people are like listen you can come kick it with us but just know that you gotta choose and this idea that you don't gotta choose is it's a lie she said that shit right we make people choose oh oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's it's not that's not made up yeah you can't be halfway with us nobody can come if someone comes over to us as at this lunch table of blackness and goes well you know i'm half dutch and i'm half black so this is like i really appreciate it people be like nigga you are black that's the end of that one because we've been told there is no choice so it's not so when people go you have to choose it's not like we chose right whiteness white supremacy said black and white so the choice was already predetermined so we're like hey i understand that you mix but if you claim black you black and what do we say when they don't choose when they say i'm not black i'm biracial or you know i'm I'm like this that what do we always say wait till you have your nigga moment wait because it's coming wait till you have your nigga wake up call some racist shit gonna happen and you gonna realize we was actually trying to protect you by telling you you actually don't have a choice it's not that we don't want you to have a choice right we prefer it we prefer it to be fluid but it ain't we think we're protecting you by saying you're one of us now we will look out for you we will look out for each other welcome to the fold and when you tense up or feel like i'm a racing part of you then we go okay well fuck you then gonna have your little nigga moment and then you'll be back and that's that's basically how we do it i'm not saying it's right Mm -mm. but that's pretty true and so i can i've never had to experience the other side of that because i've never been anything but black i love being black no one's ever like i've never even felt white when they were you watch anime yes nigga i am a nigga who watches anime it never was 
i you know the white the black community doesn't watch anime or what it was never that for me so i just don't have those feelings but to be on the other side of it especially at a young age where it seems that all these things start it might fuck you up and especially if you come from a situation where you've been around white people who claim to not see color and all this shit and you get this insidious form of racism that is erasure of your identity and when black people see you we go we place an identity upon you we go you are black now so she's like i'm i'm just from canada and i'm just aisha yeah yeah, yeah. you're in north carolina now you black you in north carolina you a nigga that's it like you know i mean shit we know black people now that don't like they're like perfect jl covan to me jl covan black i know i know how he appears to look i know uh how his life has been arranged i know how people treat him right and how he has stories about white people saying and doing racist shit around him Mm because they don't know he's black right to me i'm like well obviously you're a black dude and j but jl covan's a dude that he won't say the nigger like not even as a joke or any of that shit like he just don't say the n-word because he didn't feel like i had this experience in my life being on the other side of that that shit can be conflicting i can understand how you might feel fucked up about that like that's that's a weird way to to, because you're still an individual but as you're living life you got a group of people that's like my nigga you got a group of people that's like that nigger like <laughs> you, come on like it's like it's going to fuck you up <laughs> both you get them both ways if i'm black and fucked up by racism how somebody gonna be black and white and not fucked up by racism come on or black and whatever so i just feel like uh, so much of this and, and even what i'm saying now is all conjecture like so much of this stuff gets thrown into this pot and then we look at each individual person and if they say anything that doesn't go along the line of black people are the greatest they were always the greatest they always love me black people are the best period i don't want to hear no negative experience ever happened to me with black people period no weird racist thing ever happened to me with black people ever unless you say that you get roasted and i think that says more about us as a community that we're still doing it right like the shit that we claim we're not doing it we're still doing it because even as adults we're like nope you can't say you had that experience you a whack bitch like you you you, like you clearly are racist yourself like okay so black people can never be wrong in this situation right and like you said a lot of it is projecting a lot of it is self-protection for us not really for them but for us for the rejection of you rejecting the blackness that we we've embraced right and you know it is one of those things where you know like you say it's ridiculous for you to act like black people don't floral black people don't always have it together yes we are oppressed yes we 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 were shot in the street yes we could be all those things and came from slavery and all that shit but for most people that are black most of your heartache and pain has came from the people that's closer to you and there are going to be other black people so for so for you to say that black people are not flawed is fucked up we're hurt you know we're flawed because we are hurt. every culture is flawed but we are hurt white supremacy has hurt us yes and it's okay to admit that shit and and not everything is gonna be a it's perfect black and white picture some shit is just messy and this is one of those messy ass conversations that you know even this conversation is sparked off of this is not necessarily about her it's about mm-hmm. the bigger picture correct um and that sucks you know it just sucks as part of blackness i hope that you know she feels 
differently today but who fucking knows i I don't know that they live in a world where she's surrounded by or accepted into a lot of black culture and just the way i see people talk about her as is right it don't seem like she would doesn't seem like a lot of people just kind of dislike her and i don't know what she did or or or, or anything i mean we've covered everything that she's done and we just haven't found the like same animosity about it that other and, folks have it's okay. not that we don't know right because i don't want people writing these long ass things about how terrible she is we have mm-hmm. covered all this shit i just didn't find it as inflammatory as a lot of people did uh, and and that's what i mean when i don't mean i don't know what you did yeah she has done some things don't get me wrong but everything she done ain't on this 10 because everybody act like it's a 10 for everything that she does i'm like everything can't be 10 all right all right zero to 100 zero yeah i would say 25 because i'm always and i'm working on it man but i'm always fucked with when people bring these experiences up and i don't mean it to be dismissive but there's a part of me that always feels a little dismissive like it's probably just you and that's such a fucked up like victim blaming sort of way to do it um and i'm working on it to be honest with you i like i you know when someone tells me about something like this i'm learning to just shut the fuck up listen to them and honor their experience without trying to be like well what are you like was it really this because a lot of times you know you'll hear people say something and it's like i flinch up anytime somebody says anything close to black people did blankety blank because i'm like up oh, you're about to say some shit that's like we're inferior as a race but a lot of times especially with people i know and trust it's not that Mm-mm. and they will be like nah i love black people and i recognize white people are fucked up and racist and all that shit but yes when i was 12 or whatever there were some black kids that fucked with me you know and it's like yeah that kind of bullying about anything different happens at that age Mm -hmm. and i know it affects a lot of everybody else i've heard everybody else's stories so why would it be different for a biracial person uh john lewis backs biden says segregationist comments were not offensive so joe biden came out and said that um he had worked with segregationists um back in the day and they never called him boy but they did call him son and that's of course because you know they were both white i'm sure if he worked with black if uh joe biden was black they would have he would have been called a boy for sure um and so cory booker came out and was like explaining the difference and being like this shit was whack that you said joe biden and joe biden doubled down and then was like basically saying cory booker need to apologize to him and he knows better than that that i'm not a racist and um yeah so it really went off the chain right there um which shout out to cory booker for seizing the moment okay as the black man candidate that was that was good a lot of people not gonna give him credit because they don't like cory booker but my dude you really did your thing on that you got an opening against the the front runner essentially and you jumped in there and said hey hey now i do know something about being a black man and call boy and it's racist every time so anyway um john lewis came out um who was a friend of joe biden friend of hillary clinton you know uh very loyal to the people that he's come up with and said i don't think the remarks are offensive uh he told reporters recounting the range of unsavory people he's worked shoulder to shoulder with during the height of the civil rights movement we worked with people and got to know people that were members of the clan people who opposed us even people who beat us and arrested us and jailed us but the longtime georgia georgia congressman declared we never gave up on our fellow human beings and i will not give up on my, any human being 
uh biden's controversial remarks unleashed a especially strong response from uh cory booker another democrat seeking a 2020 nomination um biden rejected calls to apologize for opining that at least there was some civility when he worked with segregationists in the senate and that one of those senators never called me boy he always called me son yeah because biden's trying to do this thing where he's going it's even more divided now under trump than it was back then because these motherfuckers won't even work with us and they won't they're not civil to us either um to which black people like they never been civil duh um so then uh like i said that's when biden doubled down um and then they had a phone call um with biden and uh booker uh to smooth things over but neither man apologized and biden's camp doubled down and as the week went on uh so yeah zero to 100 karen oh did this gets a uh 100 because i've i've been irritated with him ever since he threw his hat in the ring i just yes i he fucking irritates me he basically he showed up like i know i'm gonna win like i have a problem with that too like you literally showed up like y'all niggas gonna vote for me because of obama and people have told him hey don't do this don't do that like he put people around him because it comes out that when he fucks up somebody has told him not to do that shit so you don't listen to the people that actually has their ears to the ground to the people that's gonna vote for you you don't listen to them at all so you're telling me you're subconsciously telling me that i'm a mediocre mediocre ass white dude who's running for office and i'm gonna take it back to how it used to be how we don't address your problems we don't address y'all issues because that's literally what you're telling me right now because shit is coming up and you're fucking ignoring them you know because don't nobody give a fuck about these dudes not calling you boy you white and a hundred uh the chorus because because i because he just fucking irritates me he irritates the shit out of me the 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 the, the stuff with um um who the abrams um the the, the black woman stacy abrams. abrams the shit was stacy abrams you didn't even have a conversation with her you would go you threw her name out there just you just doing dumb shit it doesn't it's like who who is advising you who are the people around you if you want to win you're not doing in my opinion you're not doing it right you're not doing it right you fucking up fucking up fucking up fucking up fucking up and you're not fucking up with anybody you ain't out here fucking up with the white folks you out here fucking up with the black folks you out here fucking up with the niggas because boy means something to us it don't mean none of these white folks it means nothing to them so that's the part that irritates me because you like i said subconsciously you are telling me that your connection to obama should automatically equal black votes but that's not true you literally it's for it's 45 of y'all i could vote for anybody just because you threw your hat in the ring it don't mean you're gonna win my nigga yeah um so what about john lewis uh having his back or saying you know the stuff he said for john lewis i gotta say this i would still and it's not to dismiss his experience but because everybody's experience is different he gets a hundred for the fact that boy means something Mm -hmm. i I am not gonna let that go boy means something and that's not erasing your experience you work with the clan i i honor all the work that you do but boy means something to me you know um and that's just what it is I'm, i'm not erasing it i'm not backing down from that uh at all okay it was interesting people online was calling john lewis uncle tom 
and sell no, out and I, I like i would never say that because right. you know i honor the work that you do you, you've done you've done I, like i would not take it that far i can just say i disagree with you on that point well i have two i'm of two minds about it that's right i'm a leaver um the first one is pretty simple um what joe biden said and did i think was pretty tone deaf and i think that's just what he's been doing i think he's i think this has been this guy the whole time um there's mil- like at this point there's got to be at least a dozen gaffes of him just speaking publicly and saying wow shit since the inception of since shit since he was campaigning on the trail with obama like right we, it was like damn this dude really is kind of kind of not all together so i'm not surprised by that i think he's running on the obama bringing the country together plan i think that plan is on something that only someone like obama could have run on i don't think i don't think white people or black people who aren't biracial or like or not young and new i don't like you have to have a whole lot of things coming together to sell america on hope and change correct and uh he ain't got it he too old and white right um so his comments is the thing that bothered me the most is when cory booker called him out and he basically said like kind of scolded cory on some like you should know better than that and i'm like that sounds a lot like stay in your place to me right so i don't i don't i definitely didn't like it um obviously everything we say about the damn primary is completely covered by the fact that we're gonna vote for who the fuck wins it we've said it a million times so before you do the like y'all don't like nobody type of shit because we didn't like your favorite white man understand that um i'm voting for whoever comes out of this bitch so don't even i'm not your enemy so don't even try Mm -hmm. don't even trip on me like that um so then the second thing is this um and this is where i think it gets a little a little mushy for me i think what john lewis said is right i don't think people like to hear that shit but he's right and that's just the ugliness of all the shit and john lewis is you you could not see power from racist in the south without working with racists in the south that's just that's just how it's done there is unless y'all niggas gonna get enough guns and enough people to go down there and just fucking forcefully take some shit you're gonna need white people to relent or work with you one or the other and somebody coming from his background working with martin luther king um being beaten on that bridge dogs sicked on him friends hung and killed and assassinated and shit a dude like that has knowledge that is valuable and we have to stop dismissing it because it doesn't go good in a fucking 140 character tweet agreed some of this shit is deeper than what the fuck people are telling you on the internet and a lot of these same people are the same people that got us fucked in 2016 with this weak ass weird type of like um we just gonna do what we want and it's gonna happen because we said it. it's like no it's not this country if you want to take it in a political way as far as votes you are going to have to convince some white people to vote as well yes you are because no matter how big the group that like the same people that say you can't blame any of the election on black and brown people and all this other stuff which i totally understand you can't blame the election on any of us cool got it it was white people's fault that's they man donald trump i totally agree with you you think you're going to defeat them without white people some of them changing their mind 
so we just got a plan to beat them no white people involved that's not true that's not true john lewis is right you do have to work with people that you really don't fucking agree with that's what the whole democratic 2016 party should have learned is i don't necessarily agree with some of these tone deaf ass white people i don't agree with bernie sanders voting for the fucking crime bill i don't really agree with hillary clinton stomping for the crime bill i don't agree with bill clinton and joe biden authoring the crime bill i don't agree with any of that shit but at the same time i'd be ridiculous to walk away from a table where they're deciding whether they're gonna cut off uh you know they're gonna they're gonna eat somebody and it's like everybody that ain't there is on the menu i'd be a fool so john lewis is saying something that is unsavory but true and also i'm not gonna demean john lewis for the idea that he is this christian dude that has book forgiveness and all that shit in his heart i think because we've decided that we're tired of it as a social media community we've decided we're tired of those stories we're tired of people we want to act like it's not real life that but it is real life we might not want to see it agreed might not want to go to movie theaters or, or or whatever or hear read the book but this is what happened some of these white people in order to get woke it did take something other than just uh sit-ins and some of them you know had the privilege of getting to be woke you know like he said he worked with people in the clan somebody had to narc on the clan so that means somebody that was in the clan had to be like i think these niggers are people and it fucking sucks because we've it's like we always been people but somebody had to do it somebody had to work with them so i i'm like i said man i i hate i hate that i wish it was as simple as people try to make it and john lewis just suddenly lost his mind and he don't know what the fuck he's talking about but he's right because even if biden wins i don't expect biden to suddenly become the wokest white man ever no Mm -mm. even if biden wins he will still be the biden who kind of sees good in racist fucked up white people because they were nice to him that's gonna be who wins if he wins you know what i'm saying he won't Mm -hmm. change Mm -mm. so will it be like well then i'm not working with him okay well now this motherfucker's making decisions without us at the table with no information you know like so i i get the whole conflict of it so anyway for me i'm definitely fucked with obviously uh i'd probably say like 75 um i'm not I, and I'll, I'll never i'll never call john lewis out his name I, that's just not gonna happen on this oh, show oh no no i'll no. leave it to other motherfuckers who think they've they, they've done more or can do more for black people than john lewis but not me right that the life that man done live he's literally a, a he's walking history i would never insult or attack his his work his 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 life like that like that's ridiculous um like i said i do understand the concept of joe biden going i had to work with these dudes like like that concept don't have a problem with it at all yeah it's an anecdotal thing he's saying though he's not really saying like i i love working with races what he's saying is the new races that work with trump are even more fucked up than he was trying to make a it's joe biden he was trying to make a fucking point that obviously was inarticulate and fucked up um because that's what he does but the point is there underlying it which is even during segregation there were fucking people more civil in our in the in the administration than what trump has put together post segregation he's like these people are actually even more fucked up than the shit that happened in the 60s and 70s 
that's what that's the point joe biden's trying to make but he made it in a joe biden way right which is so not good. yeah so it, yeah this is what he do um all right um we'll do one more story i actually need to put this one on the screen um but uh there's been some gang activity good evening everyone i'm javita moore i'm justin farmer tonight police are investigating if gang members tagged homes and cars in a local neighborhood have a look you can see the mess left behind on vehicles and garage doors channel 2's Alyssa hyman live in covington in newton county so Alyssa, at least one person there told you they do not believe this is gang related and Justin, just to paint a picture for you, this is a very large neighborhood and there's only one way in and all of this was happening towards the back of the neighborhood. We've counted at least three houses with graffiti on it. You can see this neighbor tried to paint over it, but it's still pretty obvious what it says. You know, it puts a little fear in your heart. This Newton County father was saddened to discover that crime has recently cast a shadow over his quiet neighborhood. When I got home, I was just, I was just puzzled. I was, I was... I was really broken that something like this would actually happen here. He asked us to hide his face for safety. He told me he was away last weekend when he got a call from his son. Someone spray painted a gang name on their garage and their car. I'm a very private person. I don't bother anyone. <laughs> are, are, are they for real? Are they, are they serious? They for real. Ooh, somebody don't know graffiti, do they? If you can't watch this live the the it says crips but the spray painting is so is it does not look like a gang did this no it does not it look like uh that you know uh that black rule graffiti all over again i think it's the same artist who did black rule on that dude's truck which means a white man alone we counted at least three houses near stevens way that had been vandalized this neighbor tried to paint over it but it's obvious what it says i couldn't believe it when i saw it because we don't have that in this neighborhood it's quiet out here neighbor mary smith saw us reporting a few houses away that's when she first noticed the graffiti herself i'm kind of disappointed now we've learned the newton county sheriff's office is investigating whether this could be gang related but some neighbors have their doubts no they're just some kids who didn't have nothing else to do. Whoever it was, they did more than just vandalize property. This father told us they also went into his home and stole valuables. Someone may have seen something report any suspicious activity. And according to the, rep the police reports I got, uh, they have not found any surveillance video of all of this. Police say at this point they have not ID'd any suspects just yet. Reporting live tonight in Newton County, Alyssa Hyman, Channel 2 Action News Night Beat. No, All right. didn't no black folks do that bullshit. Zero to a hundred for the white people that did this, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you give them? <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. I gave it a 50. Crips. Spelled out too, y'all. Spelled all the way out. And they did With it exclamation to a, points. And they clearly did it to a black neighborhood. Right. Like, just Crips. Like, not Southside not, not east side not the, west side <laughs> just crips. not what's not neighborhood they not cherry street crips like just come on crips you, tm you know, the brand they, they should have put tm in it right no color just just black you you didn't even waste your time to actually do it right you didn't oh, even tag man. it with, with your name they put it with care of the crips <laughs> yes, care of. <laughs> los angeles crips division uh, like, but we man. know where near there. 
oh my god they really went down the fucking street in the black neighborhood to put that shit on there good grief uh yeah for me i say like i guess 50 because the white people that did it that's fucked up to fuck them like somebody gotta get their car cleaned right. or repainted yeah like it's really fucked up and inconvenient but yeah that no black people did that good grief <laughs> yeah yours in christ the crips all right <laughs> get the fuck out of here with love the crips right (laughs) what is this with love oh my goodness that's what they might as well said all right well let's play uh guess the race and then we'll get out of here now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going all across podcast land we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is racist all right story number one uh it's protein it's good for you man in a wheelchair 33 who defecated during his trial for burglary and threw it at the judge before eating the rest in front of a horrified florida courtroom is acquitted on all charges what yep white sounds like a real shit show um a criminal trial was halted temporarily in miami on floor uh, on friday (laughs) he made his own shit storm he did (laughs) he made it a shitty situation A criminal trial was halted temporarily in Miami on Florida on Friday when a defendant defecated into his own hands and hurdled feces across a courtroom just before closing arguments were set to commence. Dorleans Philidor, 33, aimed the unsavory missile at Miami Dade Court Circuit Judge Lisa Walsh during his burglary trial. It's protein. It's good for you, he said. Uh, what i mean did he did he just put his hands down his i don't understand uh thankfully for walsh the excrement narrowly missed but the defendant's dirty protest prompted a frenzied evacuation of the courtroom with lawyers and judges scrambling for the exit as county police officers rushed to restrain philidor the defendant had been sitting in a wheelchair to the right of walsh until a bailiff suddenly called out to the justice and urged her to seek shelter the video captured by a spectator in the gallery shows one officer desperately clinging to on the philidor's arm in an attempt to prevent him from wiping his hands on the judge's bench ow uh witnesses say they watched in horror uh on the horror when moments later philidor appeared to eat the feces as officers worked to restrain him it was intense the corrections officer and police officers were swarming like 60 of them they told everyone to leave and you couldn't go back in it was a hazardous area right yeah 
um undeterred by philidor's actions walsh uh proceeded with the trial in a separate room while the original setting was closed for cleaning after just one hour deliberation the jury returned a verdict of not guilty for philidor's burglary charge wow were they scared you gonna shit on them next uh no according to reports jurors were not present when he uh cast feces across the room oh they weren't so they didn't even see that they weren't present i guess they weren't biased because they were out of the room so they didn't even get to see it they weren't even (laughs) despite his acquittal philidor remained in custody what as he is also facing a separate trial in the grand theft auto case it's not known yet if he will face additional charges for the attack but courtroom officials say this isn't the first time this week his behavior has delayed court proceedings in third on thursday during a lunch break the 33 year old defecated on himself smeared it all over his body and on the walls of the cell y'all just need to handcuff him i don't know what you do when someone <clears throat> is determined to just do that you know like we I need a diaper what's happening here I, I don't know how you would be a corrections officer and have to like touch him and shit right because now you got to go wash your body right good grief uh corrections officers were forced to haul him away through a public hallway which was soon tarnished by a fecal stench an entire wing of the second floor of the building had to be quarantined off and disinfected as a result right on the request of lawyers and the court doctors assessed uh philidor to see if he was feigning a mental illness but he was a judge to be fit for trial before friday's display so i don't know if they just like he not crazy he just trying to get out of this trial or what but yuck all right karen guess the race of philidor oh wait you already said right mm-hmm. a white man karen says that philidor dorleans philidor is white let's check the chat room see what they believe last name is philidor mm-hmm p-h-i-l-a-d-o-r dorleans philidor all right let's check the chat room see what they believe there's that's some white shit what kind of shit is this latino he doesn't wash his legs white the judge told him to wipe that shit he can grin off his face before he did it black ha <laughs> white that facebook video black white black white hot snakes hot snakes white that's when the doo-doo come out like a hot snake uh studied at the taco bell university latino so we got lots of white lots of latino karen says white only one person said black and if you said black you're right what get the golf clap everybody else boo to the rest of you guys got found not guilty and he got found not guilty oh that's what you was hedging on smart that was smart um yep that's pictures of him in there trying to put doo doo hands oh. on the uh judge's uh desk. Um I guess that's him when he got arrested before he got his hair cut. So there you guys know. Mm-mm-mm. The one time it was us. I wish it wasn't. Real shit talker. Um oh. 
a florida woman was bitten in the face while trying to kiss a 200 pound dog what a florida woman was bitten in the face early wednesday morning while trying to kiss a 200 pound bull mastiff dog that had been rescued only a few days prior justin norman and andrea swarthwood had just returned home from a local bar in brooksville florida when the dog became aggressive the dog had been rescued from florida floral city a week or so before the incident by tiffany and taylor evans two other residents at the house taylor evans told the dog told the police the dog had never shown aggression before for unknown reasons swarthwood approached the dog and leaned down in to attempt to kiss the dog on the face this resulted in the dog biting swartwood on the face specifically on her left cheek cheek and left area norman uh stepped in to intervene and had his hand left bitten by the dog they managed to corral the dog into a bedroom and call police uh they responded took swartwood to the hospital she was later transferred to a trauma center for her injuries to be addressed by a plastic surgeon it is a 200 pound dog the dog was picked up by animal enforcement officers huh that dog the size of the dog was a horse 200 pounds a big dog yeah and the dog was picked up by animal enforcement and uh dropped off with the county animal services as residents were no longer able to care for it karen guess the race of the woman who tried to kiss the dog white all right let's check the chat room see what they believe white bites um (laughs) white dog kissing white white beethoven the dog said bitch get out my face white Aww. bitch get out of my face this is that white woman justin got into it with at the mall <laughs> the dog smelled that mayo on her breath white rod will invite her to the cookout to make her feel better white Aww. my dog is my kid white dog wanted so so white meat some white meat once bitten twice white ha <laughs> the correct answer is and i don't have a picture of her guys but come on white come on buddy i don't need to see a picture we all come know that's on, a white woman. buddy all right let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round against the race so far karen is one and one mm-hmm. let's see if she can go three for three i mean two for three two for three yep yep double the points double the racism don't make me stab the dog said kaylin sunday oh shit charged in pursuit standoff involving stolen van charges were filed tuesday june 11th against kaylin sunday 31 of pewaukee in connection with a pursuit and five-hour standoff involving a stolen minivan on tuesday june 4th near i-94 and highway 67 um she faces charges of driving or operating a vehicle without an owner's consent felony bail jumping failure to comply with officers attempt to take a person in custody as party to a crime failure to comply with officers attempt to take a person in custody strike police fire animal using a dangerous weapon cause an injury attempting to flee or elude an officer according to a criminal complaint it all started with a report of burglary in germantown 
the uh june 3rd the day before the pursuit and the standoff a man told police his parents home had been burglarized while they were in las vegas a vehicle was reported missing from the garage the minivan involved in the pursuit and standoff a handgun uh, official said nathan halfman was in possession of was also taken in this burglary the complaint said the man interviewed by police indicated kaylin sunday couldn't been could have been in his parents home the complaint said sunday said that the van belonged to a customer who pays her for sex uh what she said it was Halfman's idea to go to the customer's home and take property to satisfy an outstanding debt she said she went this ain't grand theft auto you can't just do that <laughs> she said she went along to make sure he didn't trash the place she said Halfman found a pistol and keys to the van she said she drove the van away from the germantown home the next day june 4th a park superintendent at kettle moraine state forest had contact with a vehicle uh at the campground uh it was found parked near a campsite with no proof of having been registered for the site and was illegally parked at one point the complaint said a female jumped into the driver's seat and drove away around 4:15 p.m a warden on routine patrol uh observed a minivan parked in the lot matching the description of the vehicle from the earlier incident it was found that the minivan didn't have a state park entrance sticker in the windshield as required a man and a woman were found in the minivan at one point the complaint said the woman put the minivan in reverse as the warden yelled ma'am stop she drove off after shrugging her shoulders and smiling duh so then the water pursued the minivan so then yep and learned it had been listed as stolen the complaint said stop sticks were set on highway zz at the beginning of a construction song where uh workers were resurfacing pavement a deputy was unable to set the spike strips in time at one point in the construction zone um wait hold on this article just moved on me um oh the complaint said a large construction truck attempted to cut the minivan off but the minivan went on to the to the right of the truck uh at highway 67 the van briefly came to a stop at a stop sign due to traffic turning <laughs> ah, we following rules turning left to head north on highway 67 requiring several other drivers to stop to avoid collision stop sticks were deployed at upper janice lake road and the minivan swerved to avoid the sticks but both driver side tires ended up deflated more stop sticks were deployed at a different road which were hit by the van even more stop sticks were deployed at blue ridge road what's this was this man a transformer this shit was some uh this some fast and furious shit as the pursuit, uh, this is what it what is that need for speed as the pursuit passed the blue ridge road and began to incline towards the i-94 i overpass the deputy got in position to perform a pit maneuver all that they go to at this point the yeah, complaint you don't know how to get your ass out of that you're gonna be in trouble you can't get out of that they get you in that pit maneuver it's over yeah you're just gonna spin at this point the complaint said the man in the van leaned out the front passenger seat holding a black handgun initially pointed at the warden and then pointed at the deputy the warden drew a service weapon and aimed it at the passenger side of the van through the windshield the deputy rolled down his window fired two shots at the van god damn they was on some motherfucking they john wick shit uh which swerved into a guardrail came to a stop on the east side of i-94 overpass sunday had told investigators neither she nor halfman was struck and said halfman did fire at the police this one is bonnie and Clyde, ain't it? this one the standoff ensued lord it's most of the story the complaint said contact was made with nathan halfman who indicated he was he had a hostage according to the complaint sunday said the suspect had a gun to her head sunday indicated her two-month-old baby was in the vehicle what 
Halfman and Sunday indicated Halfman had been shot in the knee. The complaint said negotiations with Halfman didn't go well as he didn't behave in a rational manner and was extremely agitated. The complaint said Halfman and Sunday would make the demands and then hang up the phone. According to the complaint, law enforcement officials were very concerned about the possible child in the van it was determined sunday's children had been taken from her by child protective services it was also noted they did not make any demands for diapers or formula for the baby and it was suspected that they were lying about the baby being in the van it was further determined that halfman had been nicked not actually shot the complaint noted throughout negotiations sunday didn't seem to be very agitated and displayed no fear in her voice it was suspected they were using controlled substances during the negotiation sunday was streaming live to facebook during the standoff what? during negotiations the complaint said the half minute at one point pointed the gun out the driver's side window of the minivan pointed directly at the sheriff's office bearcat vehicle but he did not fire it was eventually decided gas would be deployed into the van half minute sunday exit the van when the gas is deployed as two tactical officers approached the van shots were fired half and fell to the ground and San- sunday ran toward the east side of highway 67 according to the complaint sunday struggled to climb a chain link fence on the side of the overpass she then began to crawl through a tall through tall gla- grass negotiators tried to get her to surrender she indicated she had a knife threatened to stab a police dog if it approached her saying don't make me stab the dog i'm not dropping the knife honey you have to worry about that dog will fuck you up gas was deployed sunday approached officers saying you're gonna have to kill me a less lethal impact round was deployed and struck her in the lower back she screamed and continued to walk across the highway (gasps) sunday she definitely was on drugs she was eventually taken into custody and deputies ordered the investigators find whatever she stabbed the dog with officials said the k-9 just was stabbed by sunday and that was it was treated and released sunday was interviewed on june 5th she said halfman was her boyfriend they intended to drive to fond du like uh i guess with a half ounce of cocaine six to 14 grams of heroin and a and a smaller amount of meth oh they was lit what did they say the devil made me do it (laughs) demons that's right demons demons made me do it um yeah uh and a small amount of mess she they she said they opted not to because her drug customers there did not have enough money she said meth was her thing and uh, she would her thing you know meth is my thing she would purchase a bottle of meth for 150 dollars then double her money when selling it she admitted to using heroin off and on she said on the way to fond du lac uh they stopped at horse horse riders park in palmyra 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 i don't know after um oh palmyra okay after getting some heroin and crack cocaine in milwaukee we're doing all the drugs she said she grabbed the keys from halfman and drove to rainbow springs where they were approached by park police sunday said halfman told her to drive and admitted he was on she said she thought about pulling over during the pursuit but she didn't want to be in the middle of whatever happened would do she said halfman fired at police during the pursuit and the police fired back neither she nor halfman was struck she said according to prosecutors she said during the standoff halfman began to freak out and put blankets up in the window so officers couldn't see in she said it was halfman's idea to tell police there was a child in the van and host the police would not approach as she went along with it she said halfman made several attempts that he statements that he didn't want to go back to prison and that he would shoot at officers and her and she said he held the pistol to her head at various times she and halfman were injected cocaine during the standoff she said she ran after gas was deployed into the van because she was afraid of police 
she said she armed herself with an underwire from her bra to defend herself from the dog and she said she did a strong underwire i mean maybe she got some big ass titties i don't know how you heard a dog stab a dog with underwire she said she didn't remember striking the dog but after the dog bit her she was taken into custody she also was facing charges filed friday june 7th in connection with her alleged attempt to escape from the medical center uh she was taken to escape (sighs) according to criminal complaints on thursday she was informed she would be discharged from the hospital and taken to the county jail lord this is days of our criminals this is a lot it's almost done prosecutor said sunday requested that a deputy open the window using the iv pole as a cane to walk towards him telling him open the window i'm not going back to jail the deputy refused at which point sunday held the iv pole as if she were going to hold a baseball bat telling the deputy i'm not going to jail just shoot me the complaint says she ignored repeated commands to drop the pole the deputy had to grab it from her drop it to the floor according to prosecutor sunday continued to resist and had to be assisted to the ground by the deputy where she kicked her legs at the deputy and attempt to get away the deputy threatened to use his taser and the complaint said sunday said you wouldn't fucking tase you won't fucking tase me the deputy was eventually able to get her the handcuffs she was secured to a hospital bed you won't tase me uh it was determined there were no further incident uh injuries and she could be discharged so she was placed in a restraint chair and taken to jail she made her initial appearance in court and bond was set at seventy thousand dollars uh she also appeared on the charges filed in connection with the incidents that prosecutors said took place at the medical center and cash bond was set at thirty thousand dollars for that shit so she getting in a hundred thousand dollars bond um all right karen guess the race Ooh, this is a long ass story white karen is going with white all right let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe all the drugs white <laughs> all of the drugs let's see what they say um mm-mm-mm. meth campground not shot dead white 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 oh meth wasn't shot when she threatened a police dog super impossible white woman this shit got more intriguing plot twist in chernobyl white grand theft auto crystal opioid nights white uh <laughs> uh definitely white after all that bullshit either the luckiest black people in all the creation or just some white people um the length of the story says white the dog should have bit her in the face too white dared the police to tase her white white and high the correct answer is and everybody went with the same thing you all got it she was white oh they did that but he had him a ride or die chick didn't he good grief yeah, they did that they did all the drugs they put did the that. gun to her head told her to lie about having a baby in there like yeah they was like oh your kids is gone ain't no kids in there they was on some bonnie and clyde shit to the end all right that's it for uh guess the race time for sore ratchetness let's see who's wilding out with these swords now sword wielding suspect arrested on multiple charges a sioux falls man says a man wait sioux falls police says a man has been arrested for drawing a sword on a group of people on saturday afternoon well shit the incident occurred near dakota avenue and mcclellan street in sioux falls 
police said a group of people was traveling in a van when they saw a man throwing a bicycle onto the street uh they stopped to check on the man police said that's when steven william green 45 from sioux falls um walked back to his car pulled out a sword and started walking toward the people oh passengers of the van returned to their vehicle and alerted authorities officials later found green with the sword at the strip mall near minnesota avenue and brookings street green is being charged with disorderly conduct drawing deadly weapons and aggravated assault Mm-mm-mm. and yes he was white all right guys that's it we'll be back tomorrow thank you for listening until next time i love you i love you too Mwah.